Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discovering Your Soul podcast with me, Nina. Today's episode is involving a conversation that I had with Casey Sawas. Casey is a registered nurse and holistic nurse coach. She guides women through anxiety, trauma, and addiction using emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT, and subconscious healing. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Casey as she leads us into how she started her healing journey and how she has really learned how to see herself as an important part of the healing, a term that we talk about in here as being a self-healer. And we both go into how we can really connect to our bodies as a way to simply just tap into our inner world and how for both of us, tapping into our body's wisdom was an integral and profound part of healing from trauma. I don't want to give too much away about the awesome wisdom and inspiration that has come from this conversation. And this conversation is really making me want to look more into EFT, which is emotional freedom technique as another form of healing to add to the toolbox. So without further ado, enjoy the conversation that I had with Casey. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to have you on as a guest. How have you been lately? Oh, good. Thank you so much, Nina. I'm super excited to be doing this with you. And um, yeah, this is my first podcast. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh. I'm so happy yeah. to be a part of that process with you. Like the first podcast you're on. I'm sure it'll certainly not be you know, the only, I mean, the things that you do um, that I've seen from social media and your Instagram are amazing. So I have a feeling this will, you know, this is just the beginning of the podcast podcasting journey. For oh, you. you're so sweet. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much for being here. You know, one of the first things that I ask guests that are on here is what is something that you have discovered about yourself recently? Hmm. Um, I think that I mean, it hasn't been super recently, but it's been become very clear lately is that I am really my own greatest healer. Um, I really just feel the power of self-healing over the past couple of years. And I really believe that we all, um, we all have the power to self-heal. I love that. That's been a big part of my journey too recently is how it can be so easy to kind of look externally in our on our healing journeys to like I'm gonna you know literally to like products right or to like other people um like other opinions and you know outside of us to um, almost to the point that we rely we think that we rely on that for our healing so I'm with you on that of how we are powerful healers I've heard the term self-healer actually around lately too I would I'd love to explore that more so what does self-healing look like for you I think really it's just um, been stepping into my power. I guess I can kind of go back. Um, I've been on my healing journey for quite some time, like over 10 years probably. 
And when the pandemic hit, you know, I was, you know, seeing a woman that I see regularly for body work and energy work. And all of a sudden I couldn't see her regularly and I freaked out, <laughs> you know, I just absolutely was like, oh my gosh, I can't see this body worker and energy worker that I've been working with. What am I going to do? And I felt like I was going to spontaneously combust. I think a lot of us felt like that during that time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, it was really, um, a couple years ago that I really, really stepped into my own power and was like, I have, I have the tools. I've, I have so many tools and I really just need to use them. And I still, I love working with mentors and guides and I still work with this woman. I've worked with her for over a decade and I've had many mentors. Um, but it was really what led me on the path of, yeah, self self healing and stepping into my own power. So, I love I love that, and yeah, I love that you kind of brought in um, how the pandemic just. I mean, it really forced us almost, you know, as a as a global society, to um, really go within to find a lot of that those resources within that we were so used to being able to rely on. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally, like I am someone who used to escape a lot from, you know, wanting to do a lot of that introspection. And so I would have all these activities planned or all these social things planned or just responsibilities planned. And then when the pandemic came around, I was like, oh, I can't, I'm going down the list in my head, right? Okay. One, number one, can't do that. Number two, can't do that. Number three, you know, just, you just go down to the list and you're like, I really can't rely on all these external things anymore. You know, whatever context that is, whether it's for healing or just for stress relief or support um in that way so yeah I think you bring up a I think a very shared experience that I think we've all had so one other thing I'd love just for the listeners to hear is tell us a little bit more about yourself and you know what is your healing journey do you think moving forward um and where are you like right now so I am a nurse I've been a nurse for 17 years um mostly critical care and I am a holistic nurse coach also, um, and I'm doing, I'm doing both of those currently. But my story is, um, you know, I've kind of had a traumatic background. I have a lot of traumatic uh, grief and loss. I lost my mom when I was, let's see, I was 23. My mom was hit by a drunk driver and killed. Yeah, it was, I mean, it feels like a million years ago, but also just like yesterday in the, sa- in the same breath, you know? <laughs> Um, and then two years later, my little sister was crossing the street and hit by a car and killed like in the same way. So it was like this crazy, like string of events that was so traumatic and hard to like, even wrap your brain around. Like, even when I'm telling people now, I'm like, (laughs) it's, yeah, I'm not making that up. It's totally crazy. And, um, yeah, it was really, really hard. And I... You know, was um, turning to drugs and alcohol and numbing myself. I have um, a history of addiction. So that was naturally my, my coping mechanism. So after my sister passed away, I was, let's see, I was 20. I must have been like 26, I think. And um, it just kind of really spiraled. And I ended up getting two DUIs and getting in trouble you know, the nursing board, I was a nurse already, and the nursing board does not like that. (laughs) And so I entered a very rigorous program um, 
you know, a recovery program with the nursing board and got sober. And so that was like really the beginning of my healing journey. And it really honestly kind of needed to ha happen that way. And thank goodness I didn't hurt myself or anybody else in the um, process, you know, but I had no interest in, I just wanted to check out, you know, I was, I had no coping mechanisms. Um, I had, I, I didn't have anything. I was at the bottom, you know, emotionally, spiritually, um, and just really not taking care of myself. So I really needed somebody to be like, look, you need to do this if you want to get better and keep your nursing license. And, you know, I did a lot of therapy, a lot of talk therapy and I got sober and I got sober for five years. So that was kind of the beginning of my healing journey. And during that time period, I realized that I was very highly sensitive and that I have been my whole life, but it had been kind of masked by using drugs and alcohol. You know, like I said, I was doing ther talk therapy and then also had kind of this divine timing sort of thing where I was in AA and my first sponsor was also um, highly sensitive and into energy work. And it was uh, just, you know, totally random that I would like pick somebody like that to sponsor me. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so she connected with, then she, I worked with her for a little while and then she ended up connecting me with another woman that does a lot of um, angel work um, and is clairvoyant. So I started working with this woman and that was really healing too, because it allowed me to really communicate with my angels, but also with my mom and my sister who had passed and just kind of really bring me um, like a sense of peace, like knowing that they were okay. Then this woman was like, well, you need a body worker and you need an intuitive body worker. And at this point, I kind of had no clue what any of this stuff was. I was like, angels and whatever. I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. I'm just going to follow. <laughs> I'm just going to follow follow these intuitive hits, right? Because that's what they were. And I found my body worker who, who I've been working with for um, many years now. And she's also works very closely in the angelic realm. And, um, and I've been working with her for quite some time now, probably like 12 or 12 or 14 years, probably. So yeah, and she's the woman that I was referring to when, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't see her in person. And I had been relying on her to kind of like tune me up energetically, you know, every like six or eight weeks and just kind of, you know, get me grounded and yeah, tune me up. That's really the, the word that I can describe it, right? So yeah, then the pandemic hit, and I have uh, three small children. They are three, five, and seven. And then when the pandemic hit, I just was kind of, it was obviously very stressful with, um, you know, being a nurse and working in this unknown environment. And it just brought back, yeah, a lot of stress. And I had, I had five years sober, and then I had relapsed. And I managed to get sober right before the pandemic hit. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, that is just really like, if I had, if I had been drinking over the past two years, it would really be not, not good, <laughs> you know, because it's been such a emotionally charged couple years and um, everybody's mental health has not been great, you know, and it, thank goodness that I had gotten sober literally in February. So like a month before everything happened. Wow. And so I just celebrated um, two years sober in February Thank goodness. So that um, I think sobriety is really what kind of catapulted me into my healing journey, right? Like it's so hard to, you know, heal what's underneath, whatever that might be for um, anyone when you're when you're numbing with 
anything really. Um, so that was definitely the catalyst. Then in 2021, I decided to take this holistic nurse coaching program. And that was kind of also some funny stuff. Like I had entered this giveaway on Facebook for this course, right? I just like saw something on Facebook and I was like, I'm going to enter. And I won out of like 2000 people. Wow. <laughs> the chances of that. Wow. Right. And I was like, I don't have enough time for this. Like I, you know, I've got three kids and I'm working. I, I don't have time for this. But then I was like, okay, well, I just won this giveaway. So my angels and the universe is telling me that I should do this. Right. And I still tried to kind of put it off. And then I had, um, like it paid for a portion of the um, tuition to the program. And then it, in my work education fund, I had like the exact dollar amount to cover the rest of it, like to the penny. <laughs> so I was like, okay, universe, I'm supposed to be doing this. All right. So I completed the holistic nurse coaching program um, in October of 2021. And that was also just like really so much self-reflection and personal growth in doing that program. And it really brought so much joy back into uh, the profession of nursing for me, you know, because it's, um, you know, let's face it, it's a hard time. It's a hard time to be a nurse, <laughs> you know. I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I was ready to be done, you know. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And it has really brought me so much joy. So that's kind of where I am now. And I'm still working in the hospital part time. And then I have my coaching business also. And then I'm also working doing some coaching with um, debriefing the front lines, which is a nonprofit that provides psychological first aid to nurses, and helps them sustain emotional wellness. So yeah, it's kind of like looking back over all of that. Um, you know, there's like all these little intuitive hits and like things that happen and people that were placed in my path where the universe was like, come this way. And all this time I've been listening to my intuition, you know, and without even fully knowing it, like back then, I've been following my intuition for years. And I have no doubt that I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't, um, you know, listen, listen to all that. So that inner knowing. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, wow, you've you've been on quite the the spiritual, emotional, mental, physical yeah. journey. <laughs> yeah. Um in life and and wow. And you know, you brought up many times about like intuitive hits or really being able to listen or to really recognize, you know, signs or people or opportunities that show up. And th you know, that's something that I think so many people just don't know where to start. Like, how, how do I listen to my intuition? What is my intuition? How do I know whether it's my intuition or my fear? So I'd love to know if you have, you know, for someone who's really starting their spiritual journey and perhaps they're starting their journey of sobriety or they're starting their journey of really coming back, you know, into themselves, what, what would your advice be for someone on how to get in touch with your intuition and how to know that you're hearing your intuition? Um, versus maybe fear or other narratives, right? That the trauma and other, um, you know, pain in our life can can narrate for us sometimes. Yeah, that's a that's a great question because um, I think I was telling you in one of our other conversations too that I didn't really realize for many 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 years that I had been through such traumatic events. You know, I just really thought that it was. I mean, I knew it was like sad and like I had all these 
issues, right? Like drinking and using and being depressed and anxiety. And, but I never um, really thought of it as trauma. I just thought of it as my life, you know, even though every time I tell my story to anybody, people are like, you, you could write a book, like the things that have happened to you, you know, or whatever. So I think, um, and so there's a lot of, you know, fear in there too. Like fear has been a really big part of my journey, right? Because I've had so much, so many traumatic things happen to me. And so for me, that has been a huge part of my healing is really getting into my body, which first by, by being sober and, um, you know, I've, I support all pathways to sobriety, no matter what anybody decides to do. And I've done AA and, um, you know, I've done, you know, outpatient rehab and therapy and all kinds of stuff, but it's really been the somatic work that has brought me the most healing and really brought me back into my body, right? Because as um, trauma survivors, we're so just shut down, but we're also like, I would like disassociated, you know, like you're not even in your body. You're just in that fight, flight and freeze. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, we feel the physical body, but we're not really present or embodied at all. So yeah. And so fear has always been a big, a big part. So like letting go. And even today, it's still hard for me. You know, it's like, I was just having this conversation the other day. I was like, sometimes I hold on so tight, you know, and then right when I'm like, okay, I release this, then the magic happens, so to speak. But for me, yeah, it's really been getting into my body because I, for so many years, I lived in my head in this constant fear and anxiety and stress and, you know, constant looping thoughts of just the worst case narrative, you know, and it's so that is such a scary place to live. And you're just always in this state of hyper arousal that you can't even tap into intuition or even like feeling hungry or tired or whatever, you know, you're just, you know, obviously speaking from my my own experience. But um, so yeah, learning tools like emotional freedom technique, um, and using breath work and learning how to tap into my body and calm my nervous system have really taught me to trust my intuition, you know, and just start to really notice how this feels in my body, you know, and it takes practice too, right? Like there's still some, you know, I've made decisions based on what I thought was like a intuitive hit or like a gut instinct, you know, and it ended up not really working out, but it takes, it takes practice. And I think that's where people get scared, right? Well, what if I trust this and then it doesn't work out? You know, well, it might not always work out. And we won't know. Yeah, we won't know until we try <laughs> and we learn along the way. Yeah. So EFT has been really transform transformative for me, emotional freedom technique. And learning my human design also was really beneficial because I'm a generator. I think you are too, aren't you? Are you a generator? Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am a generator. 6-2 generator. <laughs> yeah. I'm a three, five. So, and we have those gut instincts, right? Like those, um, following our sacral and that gut intuition. And I, I was talking to, um, some of the women in my, um, sobriety group about this the other day. I'm like, I think it's really hard for generators that are sober sometimes to start to trust that, um, that gut intuition, right? Because we are so addicted to dopamine also, like we're so addicted to that dopamine hit. We need to feel lit up, right? All the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, is this really lighting me up or is this, uh, you know, am I just like really excited about 
like this rush, like this dopamine rush. So that's been, I've been navigating that. I'm definitely still playing with that, like the human design aspect part of it. But um, yeah, because it can get a little tricky for me personally. Oh yeah, I'm still navigating that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know that's listening about human design, it's a really cool, what would you call it? Kind of like wisdom yeah. system in a way. It really makes use of uh, the energy in our body, mm-hmm. the channels of energy in our body. And there's, it almost, it almost looks like, uh, like chakras in a way, mm-hmm. like a chakra map. So there's, you know, five different types of human design profiles. And I mean, everybody has like a different human design profile because we all have different channels. And so generators, what Casey and I as generators are, is we're meant to do things that light us up and, you know, bring us joy and to follow our joy. But as you bring up a good point is, how do you know when you're following your joy versus you're just having a human moment of like, there's like, you know, a rush of excitement or, you know, that like adrenaline, or if there are other things that are in our past that are, um, you know, entangled in that response. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's like an energetic blueprint essentially. Right. And it is very complicated and I'm, um, you know, always learning and yeah, it's like an experiment, right? So you can experiment with how it works for you. So that's what I've been doing a lot of that the past couple of years too. And that's also something that, um, I mean, I could never do that, you know, if I wasn't sober either, because it's like, you just, you're not in your body when you're not sober. So sobriety has been a big part of my, my healing journey for sure. Wow. And you also brought up, um, EFT and, you know, I would love if you could tell the listeners more about, you know, EFT, cause you know, there may be listeners that, that haven't experienced or, done that technique at all so if you could just tell us a little bit more about that and what that looks like for you sure so emotional freedom technique is a somatic tool and it's um also has a chinese medicine component and even like a psychology component to it so we have these meridian highways that go down both sides of our body right and it's similar to if anybody's had acupuncture you're tapping on these meridian points on your face and body and you're releasing energy you can release trauma the reason i love it is because it's so versatile and you can literally tap on anything you know like cravings anxiety pain fear you can use it to help you manifest and let go of limiting beliefs Um, it's such a powerful tool and all you need is your hands anybody can do it that's why i love it so much and so describe to the audience, like, what is it like, you know, what is like kind of a tapping motion? Like, you know, how are you kind of positioning your hands? And if you have an example of like, you know, let's say that somebody is trying to get rid of cravings, yeah. um, you know, what, how would that look to them? So you always want to start with whatever you're struggling with. So let's say you're having a craving, right? And you start with what's called the setup statement, which is on the side of your hand. And you always want to start with the negative. So this can be uncomfortable for people. I use this with all my clients and it's definitely kind of weird when you first start doing it. Like, I mean, I've done this with some clients and they're like, so you want me to tap on my face and then I'm going to feel better. I'm like, yes, (laughs) but I've never, ever had one person tell me like that didn't work. Everybody's always like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Wow. I know they're probably skeptical. Like, you're telling me yeah. what you know is going to happen from yeah. what? <laughs> so you start tapping on the side of your hand with a setup statement like, um, you know, I feel so anxious right now. I feel like drinking or using, and then always following it up with, I, but I deeply love and accept myself. Right. So it's like acknowledging 
the emotion or the feeling or whatever is going on, stating it, and then saying, I deeply love and accept myself. And then from there, you move through the points. It's starting at the top of the head and eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, chin, and then collarbone, and then under the arm. And then there's a couple more like wrist points and stuff. So I always focus the first round on the negative. Like, how is it showing up on my body? Like, I feel tense. I feel anxious. I feel looping thoughts, whatever that might be. And just kind of go through that. And then a nice deep breath in between. And then you start moving through the points again and start to reframe it on how you want to be feeling like I'm safe in my body. And I always use that phrase with my clients too. Like I'm safe in my body, right? Because that is, that's like the underlying thing with so many things like fear, anxiety, pain is you, you're not feeling safe. Your nervous system is not regulated mm-hmm. and it's so simple. And I mean, some people struggle with that too, where they're like, Oh, I don't not feel safe, you know, but ultimately your nervous system is triggered, right? that's what the underlying issue is. So really just bringing in that that sense of safety and calm. It's kind of like reframing it into affirmations of how you want to feel. But as you're tapping, you're actually releasing energy. So yeah, it is hands down like been such a transformative tool for me in my own life and all my clients' lives. I, I just love watching people start to do it and even start tapping with their kids. Like I, rec- I work with a lot of moms. Whoa. Yeah. And I, I'm like, you can do this with your kids, you know, and, and then them coming back and they're like, this works. This actually really works. Like I'm going to the bathroom at work and taking a break and tapping. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and that's awesome. Actually, you know, I didn't even think about that, how it's so accessible. You don't need an item. Yeah. Right. You don't need to like be in a certain location. Like you can literally like be in the bathroom and just tapping. And, and can you tell the audience too, like, you know, are you tapping on the pads of your fingertips or what are you using to do the tapping on? Yeah, so you're tapping um, just with the pads of your two fingers, so your your pointer finger and then your middle finger. And the other thing is there's not, like, it's obviously when you get more specific. So you can, you know, you can do this really quick and do it for two or three minutes, or you can do, like, an extended session and go for, like, 20 minutes, right? And obviously when you work with somebody guiding you, you can get really specific about what symptoms you're experiencing, what emotions you're experiencing, where it's showing up in your body, and then you can release it. But the thing I tell people is just start doing it. Like you're going to get benefits, even if you're not doing it exactly, quote unquote, right, you're going to, you're going to benefit from it. Yeah. I, lo- I love to tell people just start, just start tapping, just start tapping and go for it. <laughs> start yeah. tapping. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people might need clarification. Like, do I go get tap shoes or like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to come Come watch a video uh, on my social media and I'll lead you through it. Yes. And I'll put K- I'll put all of Casey's, uh, you know, like information in the show notes. You know, I would love for everyone who's listening to connect to her. I, I actually, I'm the one that approached uh, Casey's social media account because I felt so just connected to things that you're posting and your story and, I, and EFT, you know, I've done very little EFT. Um, but now I'm like inspired to do more of it myself, actually, you know, I'm like, why haven't I done that in like years? I love it. And, you know, another thing I think that, you know, we both share and we both really find important in our lives is like you said before, is connecting to our body, right? And how so many things, even in my own life that I didn't think had anything to do with my body, a lot of the healing came from the somatic work that had to be done. And, you know, I think, we live in a society, right, that really values living in the head. Mm-hmm. And 
really values kind of like the mind and what is kind of being produced and, and thought of in the head. So if you had to tell somebody, you know, maybe it's an example of like future client of yours or just anybody in general, if they're like, how do I even start getting into my body? Like, how do I start connecting to my body? Like, what advice do you have for listeners on how you can just start that journey? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, and I do this with my clients is just start with something super small, like bringing awareness, like that it seems so overwhelming, like, oh, I want to fix this and do this and do that, you know, but it just starts with like a 1% shift or a small commitment to yourself. Like today, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try this EFT thing. Like this lady told me to tap on my face and I'm going to just going to try it. Right. (laughs) Um, Even like like journaling or even just heart centered breathing, or even just grounding outside for a few minutes, right? But just making a small commitment to yourself. And then over time, that all builds up. And all of a sudden, you look back and you're like, wow, I'm like in a completely different place than I was, you know, two years ago, or five years ago, or whatever. So and like I mentioned, I have three young children, and I work and you know, my life is busy. So it's like, if somebody was going to tell me like, you should do all these things to, you know, feel better and not be as stressed or whatever. I'd probably be like, yeah, right. I don't have time to do that, (laughs) you know? So just really committing to like small acts of self-love and it's really uh, just building, building upon that because then you start to recreate these neural pathways in your brain and rewire your brain and rewire these um, trauma responses in your subconscious mind. Right. And that, I think that kind of freaks people out sometimes, um, you know, when you start talking about the subconscious mind and rewiring your mind, but our minds are, you know, we have this neuroplasticity where we can actually rewire these pathways, you know, feeling anxious, go from feeling anxious and triggered all the time about anything. And that's the other thing. And we've talked about this too, is trauma lives in our body, right? Yes, it does. So you can do so much talk therapy. And I, I'm not, I love talk therapy. I'm not saying don't do talk therapy. I'm just saying for me that getting into my body, it's been, that's where I've experienced the most change. Right. So I, you know, I thought I I had done all this work around losing my mom and my sister. And I honestly thought it was pretty good. And I, and I wasn't, and I ended up drinking again and just going back to like these same patterns, right? Like these same patterns kept showing up all the time. Like I get triggered then I don't have any kind of coping mechanism and I feel literally unsafe, right? So it was really just releasing like years of stored trauma from my body that has has helped me heal, really. Oh, absolutely. Like that, you know, one of my favorite books on trauma healing, because, you know, a big part of my journey has been to heal a lot that has been stored in my body that I'm still continuing to release and heal. And like that book, The Body Keeps the Score, right? Mm, It's true. The body does, right? It really does in ways that we don't even we don't even realize or have awareness of just how much there is that gets trapped in there. And you're right. Even for me, my journey was, you know, I've done a lot of talk therapy and about a year ago, um, I realized I'm like, you know, I need to go and do some somatic because I think I've talked out as much as I can about my trauma. Yeah. And it's not really doing anything profound right now you know like it's kind of keeping me in my head and so after doing somatic work myself I mean that that has been the most transformative aspect of my healing journey was 
the somatic work and really getting into the body and maintaining that connection with the body. You don't just do it once and it's done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's another thing that can sometimes be thought of as, oh, if I just go and do a little bit of X, Y, and Z, then it's good. It's almost like removed out of me like surgery, right? But it's yeah. like, no, it's an ongoing practice, right? That we have to kind of keep that connection to the body. I love that you kind of brought that up in this conversation. It's just how profound it can be to really connect to your your body. And, and you know, we linked it back earlier to how like connecting to your body helps you listen to your intuition and really know what it is that you're listening to. Totally. Yeah. And like breath work also is something that I love. I can think of this one breath work session that I was doing one night. I was in bed with my kids. My kids were asleep and I did this breath work session and I was just like sobbing and releasing. This is after like 15 years, you know, that it wasn't my fault that my mom and my sister were both killed, you know? And I was like, holy crap, like I've been carrying that for 15 years that like I thought it was my fault or if I did something different then it wouldn't have happened you know and I it was just crazy to me where I was like really like I'm been carrying this around for 15 years yeah it's it's just it's so wild how the narratives that we can carry with us the beliefs right they're with us wherever we go but we just have no idea you know that they are there until we release them and and that looks differently for each of us right like how we end up being on that journey where we release those narratives that we carry with us unknowingly totally um in our lives and you know one other thing that you said that made me reflect on it was how you said that you know it's it is common for there to be this um fear around rewiring right and how like oh like we can rewire my nervous system and you know you're right there's a lot of neuroplasticity like we have a lot more agency than we think. And, you know, my immediate thought to you saying that was how liberating to know that we aren't stuck. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that, you know, my fear in my life has been the feeling of like, this will never change or this is permanent, you know, and how liberating it is to know that we can rewire our patterns. We can rewire our nervous system and, you know, it takes work you know, intention, but I, 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 to me, at least that sounds so liberating that like, wow, we're not stuck where we are. Absolutely. And I've done a lot of um, like really learning that the subconscious mind and the nervous system are really one in the same. Oh yeah. Learning that and, and doing that work. And EFT is also a subconscious tool that helps you access your subconscious mind um, and doing hypnosis and timeline therapy, which I also use with my clients and like everything I do with my clients, I do, I've done myself also. So, yeah. It's super powerful. And just, I was thinking about that the other day, you know, I was in, uh, a women's circle, uh, in my community on the new moon. And we were talking about just like, so many of us weren't taught emotional regulation and no, you know, nobody taught us that nobody taught us coping mechanisms, you know, so how to self soothe, how to how to regulate. No, <laughs> yeah, no. So here we are these adults walking around as like scared little kids, right? Having temper tantrums, and then having our own kids, right? Yeah, it is extremely liberating and healing to start to do that work for not only myself, but really for my my family and my kids, right? And it's definitely, um, you know, it's not perfect every day, you know, and this work is ongoing. Like you said, you know, some weeks it's like, yeah, I'm doing tons of stuff and I feel really good. And 
but now I can decipher, right? When I don't feel good, it's like, what do I need? You know, like, do I need to do some EFT? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to be outside? Do I need to eat better food? Do I need more water? You know, and it sounds like so basic, but when you're used to living in a, you know, heightened trauma response all the time, like literally it's fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, you don't know. uh, I said it before, like, you know, if you're hungry or tired or what you need, you know, you don't, you can't tap into that. So yeah, you know, some weeks I'm like, oh, I feel off. And it's usually because I, you know, haven't taken the time to take care of myself in the way that I need to. Absolutely. No, definitely. Yeah. Just re, I mean, just even the simple rewiring of our nervous system, you know, just helps us be able to just get in touch with like the normal human urges like I need to use the restroom I need to eat right now which I myself like did not you know there are many times in my life I can look back and I'm like I just did not even feel those yeah you know I would like accidentally skip a meal because I just wasn't tapped into my body I couldn't recognize that just normal survival single signal of like hey I need nutrients right now or I need something yeah and even just experiencing your emotions too you know like gosh I feel really sad right now <laughs> I just feel sad and that's okay. Or and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything about it right away. You know, like it's okay to just feel the sadness. Being able to start to name an uh, EFT emotional freedom technique is great for that too. Like starting to name your emotions and like how they show up in your body. It really is like such a great, you know, mind body connection tool. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I think there's just, there's a lot, I, so many people are going to find value from that, you know, was just said and just the, the power of our, our bodies, our bodies hold so much wisdom, mm. you know, when we really tap into them, when we really, really kind of listen to them and we create space with them and we nurture them. And like you, you've mentioned little acts of self-love, which include the body as well. You know, how can we love our bodies more? Totally. Definitely. Absolutely. So the final question that I usually ask to wrap up this conversation is, what is one thing that you would go back and tell your younger self if you could? This is pretty fresh in my mind, actually, (laughs) because uh, April is a hard month for me. That is the month that um, my mom passed away and she it's also her birthday and my birthday in that month and then I have a couple other friends that passed away during the month of April I think about it every year you know is um because it's a, a weird energetic month for me but I think going back and telling my younger self like you aren't going to be defined by this forever you know like what your past experiences no matter how big or small or traumatic or what that looks like for you is not going to define define you for your whole life, right? Like I'm not going to be this injured person that is like, you know, spiritually and mentally and emotionally just lost and an addict, you know, I'm not going to be that person forever. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a beautiful message to go back and tell, you know, our younger selves that what is being experienced is not permanent. Totally. And even though it sure can feel like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But um, yeah, just telling my younger self, like, you're going to be okay. Like you, yeah, you're going to be okay. And you're going to get the tools that you need to thrive in life, right? Because I think so many of us that experience trauma also just don't even feel worthy of like, you know, being happy or joyful 
happiness or positive feelings. It's it's and I I still struggle with that. I still find it really hard to allow myself to feel moments of joy because I'm mm-hmm. like, what's this what's is going to be taken away? Right. Like it's going to be taken away. So like I can't feel this. You know, like mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen Absolutely. after this. So. I think there's a lot of power in, in just allowing ourselves to sit with all the emotions, right? All of the ones that yeah. appear in our lives. So, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for, for being here in this conversation. What is the best way that listeners can connect to you that really want to connect more to you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram and I'm whole, at whole soul recovery or it's whole.soul.recovery. And I'm on Facebook also with just my name, Casey Salas. So you can find me on there too, but I tend to favor Instagram. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I really love your Instagram account. I mean, everyone is listening, you know, definitely check out Casey's social media, her Instagram. She has beautiful posts and and reels and, you know, you offer coaching services too. Can you tell a little bit more about who you offer these coaching services to? I tend to work with women that are struggling with anxiety and trauma and addiction I work with a lot of moms. I work with a lot of women that are interested in exploring sobriety and subconscious work and somatic work. And then I also do coaching work with uh, Debriefing the Front Lines, which is a nonprofit and that offers coaching to nurses at a donation or free and donation based. So that's been amazing too. I, I love that work and am so honored to do that work. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like I think what you're doing is amazing. I think that the way that you're taking your spiritual journey and your overall life's journey and you're you're using that information to really help others that may not know where to start or may not feel like they know what to do or and just to have your support with them too. I'm sure that's just so powerful and so healing for all your your current clients and your future clients. Yeah, I'll definitely put that all that information in the show notes as well for anyone listening. And yeah, I'm just really excited to be connected to you. And I'm looking forward to, you know, deepening our connection. And I would love to have you back on in the future. There are so many other things that I'm like, okay, I need to make note of this for like another conversation in the future. So I'm looking forward to having you on again. And yeah, I just thank you once again for for taking the time to be here and for, you know, just sharing your story and your, your wisdom with all of us that are listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the conversation between Casey and I. Whew, what a journey she has been on to get to where she is today, dealing with the loss of two important members of her family, to dealing with addiction and the journey of sobriety to now becoming a holistic health coach and thriving in her career as she now uses her experiences of healing to help others heal in their own healing journeys as well. What an inspiration. I was so inspired talking to Casey and I'm especially inspired to really look into EFT and tapping into another healing practice, one that I haven't really had too much experience with, but now I really want to um, learn more and practice that. And I hope that you also felt inspired or at least felt like you aren't alone if you share any aspect of what Casey described as part of her healing journey, that we are really all in this healing journey together. 
and that it's okay that we can lean on one another for support as well. So thank you for listening. I'll put Casey's information in the show notes and I'd love to hear from you on if you have any questions or if you want any topics to be discussed in future podcast episodes, you can contact me through the information in the show notes as well. Take care and hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening.